When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning and welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Thursday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show this morning. This is Jake, our sponsors today, Texan Roofing, the Belleville Meat Market, and Boyd's One Stop. All right, Galveston right now, weather, 73 down on the island, a little breezy, uh, scattered thunderstorms today. They'll be developing mostly in the afternoon with a high of 78 southeast winds, 15 to 25 miles per hour. That rain chance is 40% this afternoon. And then for tonight, 100% chance of rain with, uh, you know, more widespread rain overnight, low of 69, south-southeast 10 to 20. And then for tomorrow, partly to mostly cloudy skies with scattered thunderstorms in the morning, potential for severe thunderstorms. With a high of 78, winds will be west-northwest at 10 to 15 when that cool front passes through. That rain chance tomorrow is 70%. So 40 tonight, I mean 40 today, 100% tonight, and 70% tomorrow. Just what we need, more rain. All right. And looking at tides for today, these are Galveston Channel tide predictions. And we have four of them. We have a uh, high that's going to occur at 6.09 a.m., it's a 1.7. Then we have a low at 12.10 p.m., a 1.1, a high at 4.10 p.m., a 1.3, and then a low tonight at 11.19 p.m., a negative 0.1. 6.48 a.m. is sunrise, 7.48 p.m. sunset, and our moon phase is new. We have 0% visibility. We're on a new moon. All right, looking at uh, current wind conditions right now, looks like uh, down at the... Uh, North Jetty at 16, Galveston Channel, it's about 13, San Luis Pass, 17, out of the south, kind of south-southeast, and uh, up in the north end of the complex, Morgan's Point is showing uh, 13 miles per hour out of the southeast, so a little bit of wind this morning, but uh, it is April. All right, well, let's head over uh, Sabine Lakeway, and let's check in with uh, Captain Bill Watkins. Bill, good morning. How you doing? Well, I'm a doing. That's you about doing? the best I can say. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yep. I got canceled for this morning, so. Um, but yesterday was real good. Lots of fish. Good. And, uh, yeah, we had we had beautiful weather yesterday morning. Uh, I couldn't believe it. After. Uh, yeah, there wasn't all, all that day. wind they were calling for. Yeah, I had uh, after all the days of wind that I've had to fish in. That was like, oh, really? <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice, sweet southeast wind about probably five, mm-hmm. and and then it got on up later in the day to, you know, it was gusting up to twenty five by by one o'clock, but it still was out of the right direction, you know. Yes. It wasn't messing up anything. It was just uh, southeast is such the right direction for the wind to blow. That's and why it's it called the sweet darn, southeast. That's right. It can blow pretty darn hard, and still the water will be clear. Yeah, that's the funniest thing about Sabine Lake, and I'm sure other bay systems are that way too. You've got You've got all this muddy water tore up from a northwest front 
and it looks like coffee with cream in it. And 24 hours later, it's dark and clear again. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's a, <laughs> that water exchange is some way, but it, it requires the right kind of wind, yes. which is a southeast wind. And, and when it does, it'll happen overnight. It, it pushes that marsh water out on the low tide, and it actually brings in good water from the Gulf. So, you know, I, I think Monday, a friend of mine went out there. He said, hey, Ben, it looks like coffee with cream everywhere over here. I said, oh, that's too bad. So, you know, a friend of mine went there. Another friend of mine went the next morning, and they stacked them up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were tried everywhere, floundered, a couple of reds. So I go on Wednesday, and sure enough, it's the same thing. Pretty clear water. Wind's still out southeast, but it actually dropped. And it got up later in the day. And it was, uh, it was a good bite. And uh, we caught as many fish as we needed to catch. Got what you needed. <laughs> Got what we needed. Got what and we some, needed. And some pretty flounder, too. Mm-hmm. But you know those fish bit odd. Um, they just kind of push that bait towards you, and you'd feel the bite, and they'd let go. And it wasn't all small fish doing that. It was, you know, right. 16, 17-inch trout doing the same thing. And uh, they definitely showed a preference for a certain type of tail. Um, I couldn't get them to hit the Little John very well. But they uh, they liked the, uh, the Kelly ball tail, the 4-inch ball tail, and they liked the uh, down south lure. Either one of those, and it didn't matter what color. I threw a Texas roach with a yellow, and uh, the guy with me threw a uh, uh, a glow with a yellow tail mm-hmm. down south. And it, it didn't matter uh, between those two colors. If you passed it in front of a fish, they'd bite at it. Missed a lot of bites, hook them, lose them. And sometimes they get in a weird mood like that. I'm not yeah. sure I know what causes that. I've got some guesses, but that's all they are is guesses. It's just part of it's just part of trout fishing. <laughs> if you're going to fish with lures every once in a while, you're going to miss a few. But uh, yeah, we had a we had a great day. Caught uh, several nice flounder. You know, seventeen, eighteen inches. And that's always a plus. Yes. Yeah, I've been seeing some nice flounder flounder photos floating around, people catching some pretty nice uh, flounder, including some doormats, too, you know, some four- and five-pounders. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're starting Old to come doormats. in, finally. Yeah. Yep. They've, uh, they've been kind of scarce over here until just now. Saturday, we started picking them up. Well, I remember when Sabine uh, Lake used to be a mecca for flounder. Oh, good grief. I mean, it just, they, I mean, you could get on schools of them where you could actually, uh, you know, catch 12, 15, 20 fish out of one area. You know, all flounder just, you know, spring or fall. It didn't matter. You know, a lot of, a lot of people think, well, the fall is the best time. That's when they really concentrate. But there's times in the spring I've been over there and just, man, you can put the hurt on them things. Oh, in, in the spring and summer, you could actually run guide trips on nothing but flounder. Yeah. In the fall, you, you had, you know, the biggest part of the year, you could just run flounder trips. Right. And you could actually specify, you want to run flounder today or do you want to run trout? And that's where our state record flounder's from, right, Sabine Lake? Right. Yeah. It sure is. 13-2, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I believe that's the number. Man, that is some kind of fish right there. <laughs> I was stud flounder. I won't tell you that, what. That is definitely a uh, man. That's bigger than a doormat. It's huge. 
Well, we I can had, only imagine. We, oh, uh, I hooked one about eight pounds one time and got him right up to the boat and he shook off. And that was that was a massive fish. The way the way he handled this, I mean, the way she handled herself, that was the craziest thing. I couldn't believe it. I thought I had a stingray, but nope. It was a big old flounder. Got it up there and got a good look at it. And then they did that classic flounder head shake. And I mean, they can do that in such a hurry. And down she went. <laughs> the fish swims away. But I've caught five and six pounders. And uh, it's amazing to me how, how much thicker they start getting through the middle when they get to that size. They, they quit growing longer and wider, and they start getting thicker like a halibut. Boy, they do. They just thicken up, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I once caught a six-and-a-half-pounder, and I baked that thing whole and fed my whole family, my wife and myself, and five daughters. <laughs> and, I mean, there wasn't much left but because uh, those girls could eat. But yeah, that, that's uh, that's that's a a family size fish, one fish, just amazing. But yeah, uh, you we could, do have. You'd have to have a nice oven to put that one in. Mm-hmm. And a big baking pan. Yes. Always, I had one that I had brisket. I put briskets in, in on my pit. And that's what I baked that flounder. Mm-mm-mm. Baked it on the pit, off the direct heat, and uh, put it in an open brisket pan. <laughs> or what you could put a turkey in. Man. And that's, that's some good stuff. Yeah, it is. They've got, but, uh... they got a special flavor. I love trout, but there's something about a flounder that they're almost too mild. Yeah, they really are. Anybody that doesn't like fishy-tasting fish will love flounder. That's the one they'd want. I had some the other night. But you don't want to overseason them either, you know, to give them. Sometimes you can do too much with one. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I look at some of the I... stuff people put on fish, and I'm going, could you taste the fish? <laughs> it's I get a little overboard with ingredients <laughs> and slices of lemon and just, I mean, going nuts. Yeah, you can absolutely overdo it. I do like a little bit of lemon squeeze on there. Yes, a little bit. Not real, I mean, just not to real cover heavy. it, no. Right. Yeah. If you, if you do much seasoning to a flounder, you'll cover up the flavor right. of the fish. <laughs> it's so mild that you'll lose it. It's just like eating a bowl of seasoning. I had uh, Saturday. I had three guys that uh, had fished pretty darn good. We wound up keeping thirteen trout, I think, and three flounder, and one redfish. And they were some nice trout. And uh, we get to the landing, and I. Pulled the truck out and pulled the boat out and got up there at the hill. And I said, well, let me fillet y'all's fish for you real quick. And, uh, oh, we don't want any fish. I said, what? <laughs> oh, we don't want any fish. We just wanted to catch them. I said, well, if you'd have told me that before we started, we'd have let them all go except the flounder. Yeah. <laughs> I said, no flounder gets back alive. <laughs> He laughed. He said, well, he said, why don't you just go ahead and keep them or if you know somebody that likes fish. I said, oh, uh, no problem. I mean, I right. seldom get fresh fish like that. So I took them home, filleted them, and uh, I wound up giving my daughter the trout and the redfish, and uh, we had uh, flounder for three days. Man. <laughs> no complaints. I'm always filleting them and, and uh, have to give them away to the folks that catch them. And it's like, man, I wish I had one of those for dinner tonight. 
Well, finally, I got my wish. Well, just ask them. Just say, hey, could I get a couple of these for dinner tonight? They'll they'll say, <laughs> yeah. I may not give yeah. you a tip after that, but no, they will. But <laughs> <laughs> You know, that that's a lot that's changed, you know, since they took our limits away. And if a guy's busy working every day and he wants some fresh fish, he's got to ask for them because he can't keep his, you know. That's right. That's exactly right. Let me do That's this break okay. right quick, Bill. I'll come right back to you, man. Hang with me. You got it, brother. All right. Well, you know, Texan Roofing, they're the people I trust. Texan Roofing covers Houston and surrounding areas, and Texan Roofing has free estimates on any roof leak repair or replacement. And Texan Roofing has the Better Business Bureau A-plus A+ rating with no complaints ever, and they're certified to give the best leak-free warranties in the business. Texan Roofing's found the majority of jobs they do – they offered the lower price and beat the competition's quality and warranty. Along with Honest Roof Inspections, A-plus management, these are reasons to call Texan Roofing. And when you do call them, tell them you heard about it right here on the Outdoor Show. And Tim and all of his crew, they'll work with you directly and do a fine job for you. Call Texan Roofing at 281-391-9600, 281-391-9600, or texanroofing.com. And when you do call them and talk to the good folks there, please tell them Captain Mickey sent you. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. 419 here in the Bayou City. All right, Bill, we're back, my friend. All right. I'm here with you. What, uh, what's your over overall... Uh, jig head you're throwing what what size are you pretty much sticking with most of the time uh 90 percent um quarter ounce quarter yeah yeah using like a three know, or four out hook on that uh yeah either way i i use mostly mostly four outs but mm-hmm. uh Wide every, you know yeah sometimes sometimes if i've got some cheap jigs that i can find that Got good strong hooks that it can be a little bit narrower than the wide gap. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that uh, on trout, uh, it doesn't really matter. You know, as long as you've got a good enough size hook to get through the bait and uh, and expose good on the other yeah, side. Yeah, still have you enough gap on there for penetration. Yeah, I get that's you. That's right. You know, that's, and that that's ditto for redfish, especially because. They got that rim around their lip, you know that. I got that old rubber <laughs> lip. <laughs> if you don't have a wide lip. enough bite, <laughs> yeah, I, I tend to, I tend to not have big enough hooks for the size of reds I wind up catching sometimes. Then I'm pretty sure that's why some of them pull off. But uh, you know that, that's uh, you can't use seventy five cent jig heads. No. And, and guide, you cannot do that. Or you you'll no. go broke. I mean, you get on the shell, you get on the shell or a Spanish mackerel bite and, or something stupid like that, and you, you'll go through $60, $70 worth of tackle in a hurry. So uh, I definitely try to, can down there in that lake with all the shell on the bottom, especially if oh, you're good doing any grief. kind of dredging. Jeez. Yeah, you, you can wipe out just fast as you can. Oh, we'd go through 50 and 100 packs of jig heads a day down there. You can do it dredging that reef. Well, sure the customers can. would. They just they didn't have quite have that feel to keep it just off the bottom, you know. And yeah, uh, I said, <laughs> and I don't either. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I said, yeah, don't let it just tick the top of the shell. Don't dredge it. And then, yeah, if you feel it start touching the shell, pick that rod up just a little bit, or turn that reel yeah. in a little, little faster, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of places I fish. Uh, you know, Lighthouse Cove comes into mind. Oh, that's you, you that's got some one of the worst. Jagged edges man. on that. That's one of the worst. And if you if you bounce it down in there, just keep it bouncing along the bottom. You're gonna get hung up, especially if you throw up current. You yeah. know, and then drag it back down. You're gonna get hung. But if you throw it, you know, down current and let the current help hold your bait up. That that'll help you to not get hung up. 
So I try to set up where I can throw a cross or down current, and that way you can uh, you can keep your bait off the bottom a whole lot better. That's that's how we that's how we approach it. Yeah, you you do not throw into the current. <laughs> it just you get wiped out quick. Be, then you'll be just sitting there trying to undo your jig all the rest of the morning. But uh, that's the best way to set that up. Now, I, I found a fish yesterday somewhere between 40 to uh, 80 feet off the bank. And the, the water was high. It was up in the grass. Mm-hmm. And the high tide... Um, got it all the way up in there, and then the falling tide, we had a good current, uh, but it didn't fall much. It's like a .08 or something like that, .8. And uh, so we didn't have a whole lot of water exchange, but we had real good current, you know. Yeah. And uh, those fish, even on the high tide, they were standing off the bank 30, 40 feet, even the flounder. Right. And... uh, I guess that's just the position they wanted to be in. So basically what I did, I tucked in my boat all the way up against the bank because you can do that when it's up high. Mm-hmm. And uh, tucked up to the bank, close as I could get without banging the trolling motor on the bottom and throw out downwind. Yeah. And and it uh, was easy to cast, no backlash, and you could... Uh, you could pick those fish off. It it worked extremely well. That's why I say I don't ever need to wade because I can I get my boat right in close. And I found the more I fool with those fish, if I keep my trolling motor on a certain speed where it doesn't have any vibration, and that, that number is actually six on my trolling motor. That's mm-hmm. the speed that I use or less, six or less. Right. Any, anywhere above that, it kind of tends to make enough noise I can even hear it. And uh, you you put that thing down and just ease along, and you won't spook the fish at all. You might move the redfish out a little bit. Uh, they, they'll swim out ahead of you and go out into the lake a little, but they, they won't get out of your range. As right. long as you're just easing along, don't stomp the bottom of the boat. Everybody just sit still and be quiet. And uh, you can catch those fish. You won't miss them. So it, it, that works extremely well for me. Always casting downwind. Now, if i got onshore wind, I mean, off, offshore wind coming in on the bay and, and uh, beating up the bank, I don't do it. <laughs> you know? But if it's, uh, if it's just a, a light north wind, I'll get out there and, and throw back towards shoreline. Right. And uh, try to stand off enough where we have to make a long cast and can't quite reach the bank. That's that's what you don't want to do is be where you can throw it up in the grass. <laughs> uh, customers will be up in the grass pulling back on their rods all day long. you got to be dodging baits flying out of there, too. Yeah, that's scary. That's yeah, absolutely that. scary. <laughs> don't look at it. Turn your back, boy. <laughs> yeah, because somebody's going to be in the cane. It might be me. You know, I, I mess up every once in a while. But, yeah, that's uh, that's the ticket. And it's pretty simple to do. And uh, you got a good quiet trolling motor. You, you, don't, you don't miss the fish. You're not going to spook them off. That hurts. That hurts a lot of people. And when they're, you know, kind of out deep working open water schools, they just – instinctively instinctively think that that trolling motor is not uh, bothering those fish but uh the higher yeah. you run it the, the faster those fish run that's right and if you'll take your time before you you know approach while you're approaching those fish and you know i, I see a lot of a lot of guys they'll they'll hit that trolling motor wide open and head straight towards that school and then once they get them to run and they might as well fire up and leave and go find something else that's right. They just turn into Reebok fish. You got to chase them <laughs> down. It just, uh, but if you'll approach them real, real tender and quietly, they'll stay relaxed. But boy, once that trolling motor gets over that, 
you know, into that range where they feel the vibration and hear it. That's not good. They'll run every time. Yes, they will. And, I mean, uh, the only exception to that would be if you have a vast school of trout and reds and they're feeding so heavy that they, they're actually competing against each other. In, in a situation like that, you might could get away with running up on them fast. But, buddy, I'm telling you, that's 90% failure rate if you do it like that. you got to use the wind, the current, uh, something to help you get in there without standing on that trolling motor. Exactly. That's, you just don't. You don't do that. If you do, you're just going to be fishless. You're going to be frustrated, and you're going to piss everybody else off around you. <laughs> <laughs> but yet, they still, you Well, know. you can wait. You know, a prime example of that is when birds are working out deep and people get after them with the trolling motors. They either the birds leave and the fish go down and just shut, totally shut off, or you'll see them start running, and you need two trolling motors to keep up with those fish. I mean, they just right. can watch it. It's easier to read than than slicks, you know, when you can watch how the birds react and the fish also when they get to moving like that. They're gone, man. I mean, there's days that even approaching a flat shell pad out there in six, seven foot of water, I'll put my trolling motor down way out. Sure. And ease in there. up there. Now, there's days that they're feeding so strong that you can actually just slow idle that big four-stroke motor, just ease it up there and cut the key off and coast the rest of the way. You can coast, you know, you know, 20 yards, yeah. especially if you come in with a current just right and you can get everything timed out where it, and it doesn't bother them. No, but you just cut that key off and just let it, let it drift. We call that the old Trinity Bay slingshot. Just have the bow, <laughs> you know, just turn the key off while it's in gear and with a bow pointed at them and let it, let all that momentum play out and then turn her sideways and get after it. That's it. <laughs> An old slingshot. That's how you do it. Slingshot. That's a good and we've had to use the John Wayne approach on them, too. A lot of times uh, I remember when we had a ton of fish and when the schools were just, you know, a school of birds had thousands of fish under it and you could, you could go in there with a trolling motor and they'd get to moving, just staying just out of range. And, and then that's when you figure out, well, Hey, these fish are moving too fast on these shrimp. And you just go in kind of on plane and shut her down and just, uh, bust them. Use the old John Wayne pattern, knock the door down, turn her sideways and get after it. <laughs> Busting, yeah, busting uh, <laughs> Nobody likes to do, to that, do but that. Hey, some days you have to do it. You know, to get, some you days know, get you have to them. do it. You can't approach them because they're running too fast. And then somebody and that's not very experienced, they see you doing that and think, "Well, hey, this is the way to do it," and that's the way they'll do it all the time. And then they bust their fish up and don't yeah. realize. Yeah, it's uh, that's like them rodeo cowboys, those uh, tournament <laughs> fishermen, redfish guys. Well, yeah. man, they run in there with a you know a one ounce spoon or an ounce and a half spoon and hurl that thing. I mean, they make some casts that are incredible and try to catch those schools right before they break them up. They'll catch one or two. Yeah, and it's that's funny to watch. But if you're out there while there's several of them doing that, you best get out of the way because they will run over you. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fiasco. And, and, Rodeo uh, cowboys. Yeah, it got it got to where in those tournaments on open water schools of reds, you had to have like a ounce to ounce and a half jig head with a big swim bait yeah. on it, and sixty pound braid, and you could launch it, you know, seventy five, yeah. eighty, a hundred yards, make that long cast, and get them before they get out of range. You know, I've seen that a lot here lately. That's kind of. <coughs> Yeah, that's crude, but uh, all they're looking for is two bow ups and hope they get a perfect slot out of it. You know, a tournament, tournament fish. Yeah, go to the next. They're looking for. All right, Bill. Well, if somebody wants to come over and fish with you, how do they get a hold of you, man? Four zero nine six seven three nine two one one or fishsabinelake dot com. 
That's it, brother. You got it. All right, Bill. Have you a good day, and I'll talk to you Saturday. You be safe, my friend. Catch you Monday. Thanks, sir. All right, we'll later. See. All right, that's Captain Bill Watkins over at Sabine Lake. It's time for a break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. It's 436 here in the Bayou City. Let's go up to Lake Conroy. Let's check in with the fish dude, Richard Tosh. Richard, what's up? Not a lot, Mickey. How are you this morning? I couldn't be better. Thanks for asking. What's going on uh, with you? Fix and catch some bait. Fix and catch a little bit of bait. The wind ain't blowing too bad and temperature's up. So this should be a nice day today. I know that wind ain't going to hold off for long, but it's going to, right now, it's not too bad. Yeah. So I have no complaints for now, but boy, by this evening, this I would get up, because that's what I heard, like yesterday, that dang wind was blowing, I think it was gusting about 25 out there yesterday. I saw so, some 30s up there yesterday. I was yeah. thinking about you when I saw that on my phone. Uh, it, it's, it's trying to go, but I only fished yesterday morning, so that's a good thing. Today, I'll be all out here all day, so it's a whole different story. But uh, it's uh, and probably didn't do too bad yesterday either. It's funny we looked around for you know got on them hires for a little bit and then run around looking looking for some crappie and hit three or four brush piles couldn't really get on fire up and then pulled up on this one and they just they're all over it and it jumped on there and started started catching some of them. Next thing I know, I, start, I dropped my scope out there. You know, I'm looking around right mm-hmm. and. Uh, while I'm, while I'm sitting there looking around, I kind of I said, well, I'm going to go on the other side of the boat right here. I looked on the other side, and there was a whole bunch of them over there. I said, what in the world? That's these, I, thought, I think that's little hybrids. So I dropped them, we dropped our crappie jigs right over the side, and here they come. We got, I bet we, every time we got bored with messing with the crappie on that one side of the boat, just flip over to the other side, we'd catch some 12-inch hybrids. They were jumping all over those crappie jigs. It's fun to watch them, too, because you could drop it. Got that little bitty crappie jig down there. I'm, I'm talking about little bitty thing, a 16th ounce jig head with a little shad assassin on there, little bitty thing, you know, right. some little crappie assassins, and drop it right down, and they they were just piled up down there, and when you get it down there within a foot of them, here they come. Well, they, you'd see yeah. three or four of them shoot up at it, and they'd surround it, and then all of a sudden one of them would attack it. It's, it's just fun to watch because it's, it's by looking at them like that you see how they compete for the food. You know they'll get down right. there. One if one looks at it, that's all. That's all it's going to do is just look at it. But if you get two of them there, then they start competing. Who's going to get it first? Yeah, then they, they start get a in for position. Exactly. You get that third and fourth one in there. Somebody's going to fire it. It doesn't matter. Somebody's going to hit that rifle because it's uh, right. It's right there, right there in their face, and they they can't stand it. One of them's going to get it. They just they ain't going to let the other one do it. They just ain't no doubt. And it's funny as that because I've been sitting there watching them like that. You know, it's just it's fun. I don't know the video game fishing. Oh, it's still fun. I don't care. Maybe I'm a video game junkie from way back. Oh heck, I don't know. Well, you're getting there. <laughs> I tell you what, it's something else. You're turning into one. Not, I'm, I'm telling you. I mean, it's it's just something else watching these things. You know, and I, I love it. You know, and that's I just wish I could find them big old bass like that. You know, because I know they're out there, and I'll see them every once in a while. But it's just finding them consistently is what I'm what I'm worried about. You know, because I want to I want to do like Josh Jones is doing, catching all them double digits up there. Don't hurt my feelings. I guarantee you, let's get up there, get, get out here on Conroe. If I could do something like that, that'd be sweet. Go out there and catch double-digit largemouth all the time. Don't hurt my yeah. feelings at all. I guarantee you. And I see them. You know, that's the bad part. I see them down there, and I know, I know there's a few of them in some areas, and I just, you know, consistently getting on them and keeping them around. That they're just not around the same stuff all the time. They're constantly moving. You know, that's what's so weird about them. You think they'd kind of hang around an area like they like they own it when they get that big, and they do to an extent, but then they leave. It's like okay, I'm gonna go to this next one, this you know, and then you lose them. So it's, I don't know. I just maybe go back to the luck of the draw, just chunk them in. Huh? That might be the way to do it. 
But today we're going to try some bulkhead catfish. Let's see how them bulkhead rascals are doing this morning. I bet they're fired up because it's, it, you know what, the temperature's right, everything's right. Yeah, we've had a good warming trend, and, yeah, everything uh, seems yeah, I mean, like it's it come into play. You'd think so. You know, the only thing that's been messing these up over on Conroe right now is the water. Well, Tank yeah, your water still. level. Yeah, the lake's yeah, dropping. They, they, yeah, they keep holding the dang thing up. But, I mean, now it's kind of, I think they kind of stopped the, the drop, so maybe it'll work out better. Are you like at normal last, pool yet? Not yet. It's still up. You know, I mean, that's yeah. the thing they're holding it. They're holding it. And it's, uh, it's like last week it was losing about, Maybe a half inch a day at the most. I mean, I, I wouldn't. Some days I don't think it lost a half inch a day, but that's that's all it was doing, you know. And it was over by a foot and a half. So, it, yeah. you know, it, whenever it gets up like that, you know, it, it. And like I said before, you know, like we talked about last week, with the falling water, I'm always going to go deep. You know, anytime the water's falling, I always move out deep. And it, if it's coming up, I'll go shallow, but not when it's falling. Right now, I think it's pretty steady. So, because yesterday was about the same height that it is today, and the day before it was the same way. So, like I say, if, if they're I think they'd be dropping more with all this rain coming tonight and tomorrow and the next day. Well, I don't know. I mean, good nights, you don't know. I I don't know what their their thought process is on it. And from what I see about the rain, it's only going to be here like tonight and tomorrow. I mean, you know, through the night. That's it. And it looks seems like it's going to blow through pretty quick, from what I've seen, you know. But I don't know about anything through the weekend. But tonight it looks like it's just going no, to be something. Uh, front tomorrow is going to clear everything out nice for the weekend. See, that's what I was thinking, you know. And, the, mm-hmm. and this thing here tonight, I think it's just going to just push in here late tonight and blow right on through and be cleared out in the morning. That'll be fine with me. That's what, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. That's what happened because we're going to go try to work on some crappie tomorrow. Yeah, I mean we're gonna work on them hard too. <laughs> I ain't gonna cut them no slack tomorrow. I'm gonna try my dangus catch everything I can catch tomorrow. Kind of got it figured out where they're where they're at now. Like last week they were kind of out on the main lake with all that falling water. Now with everything settling down, I think they're just back in the creeks again. You know, or biting better in the creeks again because they they never really left. They just they just wouldn't bite with all that muddy water. Now it's kind of stabilizing, getting yeah, not clear, but it's it's clearer, and they they can actually see the baits, you know. And that's one thing we did yesterday. We kind of played around with different colors, and it was it was funny, you know. That I use a little white and chartreuse one, and a lot of times this time of year, and they'll knock the fire out of it. Yesterday they wouldn't even look at it. I mean, it's dang this thing. I put on like a watermelon, uh, like a watermelon color, watermelon chartreuse, and drop it down there. But they nail it. It's like goodness. I mean, you go from something that's that's real bright and in their face to something that's real subtle and they can't hardly see, or I can't hardly see because it blends with the water too well, and they just start eating it. So okay, that's what if that's how they want to play, I'll play with them. It don't hurt my feelings, I guarantee you. And then those, like this morning, you know, I want to try to. The bad part about this time of year is I want to I want to do the bulkhead fish, but I also want to do them hybrids because hybrids fire up good early right now too. Later on, they kind of, you know, they don't shut down, but they just move around. I have to chase them too much. Yeah. So, you know, early, early, I got them kind of pinpointed. There's some areas where they're showing up, and I can catch them almost every day. But when the bulkhead fishing is right, you want I can't help yourself. You got to go do it. Uh, that's oh, good night. I'm, I mean, that's just one of the things. I'm addicted to too much of it. That's the problem. That is oh, the problem. I love every bit. Yeah. I hear you. It's like down there in Florida flying them kites for them selfish. I mean, that stuff there's fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, every bit of it. Good night. There's not a. I ain't found nothing out here fishing that ain't isn't fun to either do or learn or try anyway. So, it's, I mean, just like throwing a uh, throwing a fly. I mean, I, I ain't no good at throwing a fly rod, but I, I used to throw them in them ponds all the time and catch them brim up. Every once in a while, and nowadays I'd probably just wrap myself up, choke myself with a with a line. But, but uh, I'd get some of these guys out here fishing for these hybrids on fly rods at this time of year a lot, and they'll they'll show up and we we'll get them. You know, get them. Sometimes we catch them up on top. Most times 
have to drop down there 20, 30 feet. And you try to get those calm days whenever you get those guys on the boat. I had one guy out one year, and it was in the wintertime. And those hybrids were down in 30 foot of water. And I told him, I said, man, you're going to have to have some pretty good weighted line to get down there. He said, I got it. It's okay. So we got out there. And sure enough, we'll get out there in the middle of the lake. And it was just a perfect day. Just not a real, just a real small breeze, not nothing real big. And he got that sucker down there and, he said, you know, never caught one. He'd pull them up. He'd get them caught chase it. He had a little streamer. He'd get that streamer when he'd come in with it, and he'd have them chase it all the way to the surface. You could see them. They wouldn't eat it, but they'd chase it all the way to the top. And he'd get that thing down there in that 30-foot of water. There's just something else to, to watch. When you see somebody fly fishing that's that's good at it, it's fun to watch. I mean, because I couldn't do nothing but chuck a spoon at them. Hand me a fly rod. We're going to be tied up. There ain't no doubt. I might as well use it for anchor. Yeah. Ain't no doubt. Cause I, you know, but I'd love to do some like snook fishing down there. Get to go catch some of them snook or bonefish on fly rod. That'd be a blast. Yeah. That's a hoot. I bet. I mean, then, tarpon. They, yeah. I see those guys catching those tarpon on those things. It's like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> a sure enough tug of war there. Takes work and effort, but they do it, yeah. man. That's amazing. Man. There. I tell you what, that's, that just that blows me away because, like I say, fly fishing I've never really learned. You know, I've always right. been intrigued by it, but I've never learned it. And uh, you know, it's just something that's uh, something that's different. Oh, uh, out here these dang old these dang old things they just they love me. I think they want me to come catch them. Like yeah. right now, I'm sitting here looking looking at this depth finder, and them things shatter everywhere. So I well, just need you to need to go to catch them, man. Get you some hear quality you. baits in that live well. Well, hey, buddy, exactly. somebody wants to call you about coming up and fishing with you at Conroe. Give them some info, Richard. All right, make anyone get in touch with me at 936-661-7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Dudes Guide Service. You can email me at admin at fishdudetx.com or just check out the webpage, fishdudetx.com. All right, my friend. Have a good day. Hope you can get your trip in tomorrow. It looks like a lot oh, yeah. out. All right, buddy. I don't. <laughs> all right later Bye. all right that's the fish dude up on lake conroe let's run down to matagorda now and let's check in with captain charlie p charlie paradoski what's up morning mickey how are you i'm all right man how you doing buddy fair to middle same fair old same old there you go kind of kind of hoping that weather holds off like like the fish dude's hoping too for tomorrow yeah well we shall see. I don't know. Hoping all that stuff goes above us and across like it's been doing. I would like to see that, but they're showing all the future models and radar models are showing it's, you know, that front's going to come through and a big part of the coast up here is going to catch it, you know, when it comes through. So, yeah, well, I don't know. I'm not sure they know for sure. So we'll see what happens. No, it's only a forecast. That's it. They've been wrong more than they're right. I can tell you that. Uh, but uh, no, there's nothing new down here, Mickey. We're all fighting this uh, different wind direction every day, just about. And high tides, man. We really got some bulled up tides right now. Right. I guess y'all do too over there, don't oh, you? Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, and we're getting some good flushes. You know, in and out, out going has been strong and uh, incoming. It's it's a bull when it comes in. It pours in good, especially when it's got yeah. wind pushing it. It just seems like to me we've had stronger tides the whole year. I mean, it, we've had good movement, you know? Yeah, it does seem that way, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. More than average. So, more than average, right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We fishing was pretty good around here this weekend. Uh, it wasn't Sunday after that front came through, but Friday and Saturday there was there was probably more people fishing those two days than I'd seen in a while, and uh, there was a lot of fish caught, a lot of good fish. Hey, it's fishing start- season. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah. Here it comes. <laughs> yep. But, uh, I don't know. This week it's been slow again. It just. Uh, there's not many people fishing since the weekend. Right. 
you know, maybe three guides working a day. That's about it. You know, last year at this time, there'd have been 50 working. Right. So things are different. Yeah, it's a combination of, uh, there's a lot of things. I can put my finger on one of them specifically, and I think it's uh, got to do with uh, spare money these days. Yes, that's it. That is the main thing. I have a problem with that. You know, I'll look at my bank account, and it's not uh, quite what it once was. <laughs> yeah. Tighten yeah, a lot of it. My mom would say, we're going to have to tighten the belt up around here. <laughs> yeah. yeah a, lot, a lot of it's going to gas, too. Golly, it just keeps going up. Yeah, it is. It's uh, crawling back up, and... Uh, what do you say? The Astros had a man. That was a good ball game last night. I didn't see it. I couldn't see it oh, down there. We had some drama. What happened in the eighth inning? Well, I mean, Garcia pitched. I mean, an unbelievable game. I think he had ended up with nine strikeouts. Boy, he had that splitter working. Everything was man. It was beautiful pitching, and uh, we come in with Montero in the eighth, and boy, here we go. Gives up a run, walks a couple, another hit, and bases are loaded and no outs. And it's two to one. I'm going, well, we're going to blow this one. Like he brought uh, Brian Abreu in, and, man, what a man, what a shutdown. He held them to no runs. Off. And then, yeah, he pulled it off, and uh, I think it fired the team up, man. They come out in the – well, we had two outs in the bottom of the eighth, and Hey, I'll never say anything bad about Mauricio Dubon ever again in my life. His old 13-game hitting streak's on the line, and he punches one to right field and got it started, and next thing you know, we won it 8-2. to two. Super. Pena, Pena finished it off with a three-run homer, too. So, I mean, they just everybody just came alive. Yeah. They're capable of it every game. I know. It just, yeah. And that's what's aggravating about watching their bats go cold. And you go, man, this is the most explosive offense in the league. And how they can, you know, score nine runs one night and then two runs the next night. It's crazy. Yeah. They're fun to watch, man. But they've been facing some good pitchers. I mean, there's, uh, man, there's some good pitching in the league nowadays. A lot of good pitchers. Good competition all the way around. Oh, yeah. A lot of good teams, man. A lot of good teams. Yeah, and Toronto's a real deal. They got a good ball club. Now we got to go, sure. go into the big den in, in uh, Atlanta. Man, they're hot right now, too. That's that's another really good ball club. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of good competition out there, man. It's fun deal. Yeah, it is. Good time of the year. Yeah, it is. I like so, it. Let the weather be bad. We'll have some good baseball to watch. Well, that's true. It's uh, nothing like fishing all day. Come in, pop your little nap, and get ready for the Astros game. Don't mix. Don't miss that drink in the meantime, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Call old Rebecca up. <laughs> yeah. Oh goodness, man! Oh man! Well, it. Uh, Future looks bright, I guess. All the way around. I guess so. We'll see what happens. I'm trying to be as positive as I can, Charlie. I know. It's tough. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it's tough, but we're trying. I don't know. It's we're, tough, but we're I trying. I was on a group text with... With Hardy and uh, Hillman last night, and Hillman said, or no, Hardy said something about it. Yes, said Charlie, wonder if Charlie, uh, or maybe Hillman said it, maybe uh, Charlie would come back over and finish up his career in Galveston. And I texted him back, I said, Charlie ain't no fool. <laughs> <laughs> Your ears should have been ringing, uh, we were talking about you. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's, no, that's why they were ringing last night, I got it now. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going to finish it up right here. <laughs> I know you will. 
Can't blame you. Still got a few fish to catch, though, before I go, so. Boy, Cliff Webb texted me some pictures of some toads he caught Monday. Good Lord. Oh, them guys down there. Man, they're catching some, some really nice fish down there. Man, oh, man. You know, all my normal waders that go with me this time of year, they're all going down there fishing. It's just can't blame too them. good. Yeah, nope. can't blame them. Good. Nope. Have rod, will travel. Sure will. Sure right, will. Well, Charlie, have a good day and go Astros. They're off today, so we'll be back at it tomorrow. But anyway, if somebody wants to call you about coming coming down to Matagorda, Matta get down, Gorda, and doing some fishing. How they get a hold of you, brother? Call me on my cell phone, 713-725-2401. All right, Charlie. Always good talking to you, buddy. You have a good day. Take care, Mickey. See you, man. All right. All right, that's Captain Charlie P. down in Matagorda. It's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.